welcome back to the fourth and final episode of Motion Poetry. I am Eliza Sanders and you are a dancer. Um, Once again, I will be sharing with you some insights into my creative process of making dance and poetry and then I will be leading you through a body awareness warm-up and some tasks for creative movement and then I'll be reading a series of poems. As always, you are invited and encouraged to respond to the poetry readings with movement, drawing from the tasks we have explored or simply moving in ways that feel natural, interesting or pleasurable for your body today. This experience is about enabling the body to move as it listens to enhance what we hear, noticing our physical availability and sensations to enrich our full body experience of the words. There are no right or wrong movements. You are already moving, so let this movement be a dance. Okay, on with the show. This week I will be reading a series of short poems. They have been written over the past two years in various different contexts. Uh, Many of them have been written while in creation of a new duet that I am creating with James O'Hara. James and I have a very special relationship. He's my best friend. We've lived together, travelled together, created works together and had numerous arguments about infinitesimal things. We met when James was a visiting teacher at the New Zealand School of Dance and I was his student. Our relationship has shifted from teacher to mentor to friend to chosen family. We spent five weeks in the first creation period of our duet meeting as part of a residency from Strut Dance in mid-2019. Our initial idea for the work was simply to go into the studio and move. We were interested in allowing the body to move, to dance, to speak for itself without identifying a topic or subject or theme or idea before we began. How could our bodies tell us what the piece wanted to be about? We were living together and working together and both going through some quite challenging emotional things. The task to come into the studio and simply move how we felt turned out to be incredibly challenging. Our minds got in the way. We felt the need to rationalise what we were doing, to understand what it was for, what it meant. And we found ourselves procrastinating wildly. One day, we had the studio booked in Margaret River, and instead we spent the day walking along the jetty and enjoying the sunshine. We talked about everything but the work. And by the end of the day... We both felt that we had had the most productive day for the work in the whole process so far. We began to see that sometimes when we thought we were procrastinating, we were working. And sometimes when we thought we were working, we'd actually just been procrastinating. We decided to go into this phenomenon, to see our work differently, to change the expectation and pressure on ourselves to produce and to understand, and rather to just frame our lives as part of this particular creation process. We have always felt that the purpose of our work is to inform our lives and the purpose of our lives is to inform our work. But throughout this process, the two became linked in exciting and challenging new ways. It was exhausting that we never stopped, but it was also incredibly energizing that we had allowed ourselves to enjoy procrastinating whenever we needed and each interaction with the world became a valid creative experience full of potential. I have been interested in the interaction of apparently opposing binaries in my work for some time. How does crying look like laughing and pleasure look like pain? 
in some work I have made, I have actively played with dancing between the two states, exposing the interaction between them by bringing up their incredible similarities. Those things were performative explorations. In this context, I was discovering a similar interaction of apparent contradictions, but with process. Now, I am daily struck by apparent contradictions that exist within each other. I'm interested in how to harness the energy that comes at the meeting point of contradictions. I think this is something that many Eastern philosophies explore, but I've not yet chosen to commit my time to discovering these wisdoms, and instead I'm enjoying fumbling my way through my own discovery of these ideas. I'm excited when the time comes to integrate my own findings with established shared wisdoms. Other things James and I rediscovered during the creation of this work was that when we were trying to figure out something, if we were sitting still, our conversations went round and round in circles, slowly getting more frustrating and less useful. We decided to use discussion time as dance time, as we were talking through our ideas for the work. We would constantly move around each other, sometimes facing each other, sometimes facing away, sometimes lying on the floor and rolling or jumping and flailing our limbs around. In this state, our minds were so much more able to move through each idea and into the next one. This explored yet another fruitful contradiction. If our discussion time could be our dance time, then surely our dance time was also our discussion time. Now we began to see the choices and decisions that our bodies were making better when we were dancing. This experience was a big influence in my inspiration for this podcast. If I had been able to access my creative, intuitive brain for discussion so much more effectively while moving, surely others could have the same experience while listening. When James and I were moving as we talked, we were not trying to create beautiful dances. We were simply enjoying the freedom and sensation of our bodies, exactly what we have been doing throughout motion poetry. So for today's tasks, I'll be encouraging you to follow your intuition with moving to allow the body to decide and let the brain and decision-making rest even more. For me, this is a kind of quiet activism to enable people to value intuition as much as reason, and in some instances, more than reason. Our bodies know more than we think they do. I believe the world would be a better place if we learned to listen and respond to them better. Uh, so why this particular selection of poems? Well, just intuition. Just a combo that for some reason I kind of like. Uh, so let's move on now to our warm-up micro dance. All right, so as always, find a space where you have um, some room around you to move and you're not going to run into anything. Uh, today you are welcome to start standing as we have done in the previous three sessions. Or if your intuition is telling you you'd prefer to start sitting or lying or in any other position, I encourage you to listen to that intuition. When you're ready and if you feel safe to do so, close down your eyes. Draw your attention in to the sensations of the body. As always, when we come into stillness, we realize that stillness is in fact a contradiction and we are always in motion.
take this time to notice the many subtle micro movements that your body is always engaging in. Notice the ones that are happening now. Little shifts of weight, little transitions of tension. Allow yourself to adjust away from discomfort towards ease, towards openness. And as you're doing it, whether it's your feet or some other part of your body, notice what is in contact with the ground. Enjoy the sensation of this contact point. Feel the shifting pressures, the shifting weights. the different heat and texture. Perhaps you can view today's micro dance as a duet with the surface that you are standing on, lying on, sitting on. The surface that is coming up to support you in whatever position you're in. And notice what just shifted Invite the possibility that you can release your muscles. Invite the possibility that you can undo excess tension and see what movement that brings. Even the tiniest, most minuscule movement can be part of this dance, is part of this dance. And when you're ready and interested, see if a certain shift or movement is asking to be expanded and just make it a little bigger. Allow the body to flow, to fall out into the space. To continue on with that shift or replacement. And notice that as you do that, movement is brought into other parts of the body. When we change the constellation of our bones to one another, every part of our body is affected. So even if it's just a small fold in the ankle joint, notice how it changes your sensation in your shoulders, in the top of your head or your fingertips. 
And then what happens if you move from there? As we notice our mini shifts and begin to flow into expanding each of these shifts, we can continuously scan our awareness through all of the different parts of the body Noticing how the elbow is a part of this dance. Noticing how the forehead, the front of the shin, the side of the hip. Noticing if the armpit is moving. It can be as minuscule or as expansive as you are interested in today. One thing shifts, another thing responds. By responding, that thing is shifting, giving the chance of another body part to respond, to shift, to fall, to undo, to replace and replace and replace, to move out easily into the air around you, beside you, above you, beneath you. And once again, check in with whatever's in contact with the floor. Notice this duet of pressure, of contact, and perhaps explore that. Take more pressure into one area release the pressure away completely. Maybe if you're standing, that means lifting one foot, shifting the weight all into one leg. What happens if you take all of the pressure into the front of your feet or into your hands? And we notice our sensations to enable us to shift. And we shift to enable us to notice our sensations. A continuous cycle of noticing to generate, of moving to notice. Beautiful. Just keep going with your micro dance. And I'm going to start to explain the tasks as you continue to move. Shifting your knees, shifting your hips, shifting the back of your head. So today's task number one is very simple. It is to move how you feel. And we can think about the word feel in terms of our emotions, our feelings. We can also think of it in terms of our sensations. The dance of sensation is what we have begun 
with our micro dance. So see what you can come up with or what you notice, what becomes interesting to you by making this a dance about your feelings or your sensations. Any movement is valid. Go with what feels right. Intuitive movement from the sit bones, from the nose, from the tips of the toes. Are you interested in touching what's around you? Are you enjoying the sensation of the air across your skin? Can you notice the feeling of your body inside your clothes? Do you feel a particular emotion today? Where is that emotion housed in your body? Where does it give you energy? Move from there. There's no need to dwell to find reason or logic behind how your body is moving. What you're doing is right. And this is right. And this is right. And this is right. And what you're doing now is correct. And this is the dance. And what you're doing now is a dance. <sighs> so for our second task today I invite you to tune in to the language on and about the body throughout these poems in the same way that every now and then I prompt to think about your eyebrow, your hip, your nose, your heel throughout the poems you can notice words about the body and use those like the instructions I've been giving you in these warm-up sessions. If you hear a body part, move that body part on your own body. What is it to hear these poems as being about your body? And then we can take the same task with an action for example, falling, or an energy, fast or slow, ecstatic, erotic. And finally, I invite you to hear the sounds of the words like music. Play, at play attention. Pay attention to the rhythm, the volume, the tempo. These are all things that your body will have already been doing for the last three episodes. So while you can make active choices, you can also just continue to move. And as your body moves, notice which of these ideas is coming up. Excellent. So assuming you're still dancing, I will roll straight on through into 
reading the poems and you can continue to move following your intuition, noticing your feelings, noticing your sensations. Thanks so much for joining me. Here we go, poems. One. Eyeballs, eyeballs, flesh. Fresh attempts to tempt temptation, to elevate sensation. A dormant destination ecstatic in its erotic audacity, exotic. Irreversible elasticity, a consequence of irresistible stretching of tendons, veins and limits. Elasticity maintained in order to attain a liminal state that sustains, lasts. Electric evocation. A vocation coloured by a correlation, covered in skin and eccentric coloration. This is the nation of your skin. This is my dent. This is my doorway. A flesh attempt to tempt temptation. Freshly made with your skin. Flesh wound. Fresh bodily purse. Concealed lips. Lips peeled to see the sensation of another's mouth, ecstatic elevation, as a result of the contact. Hard, but hardly there, remembering something instead. Instant gratification and a lifetime of longing, insistent on switching the room so the walls become the ceiling, the ceiling becomes the floor, and the past becomes an echoed present, repeating itself in time again and again and again, immemorial impossibilities echoing the present into the past. An hour on this, a moment for that. Sitting still for the present, watching, elated. I am drawn in, inspired, and mouth-breathing. An instruction. Soil on silk. Silk on skin. Soil on silk on skin. Skin surrounded by soil-covered silk. Solidify this something. Soil on top of soil on top of soil. An apology. Sorry. Three. Phase one becomes phase two. Something about the unknowing. Something about the sitting. About the talking and the thinking and the scratching. Something about the communicating. Something about the touch and the sharing and the asking, the trusting and the testing. Something about the sound, the listening. Something about the eyes, the seeing, something the body, something the mind, something the flesh and bones of an idea, the inner and the outer, something the knowing, something in time, something about nothing, something about nothing and noting the nothingness of the thing. The thing is something, something is the thing, 
there's something about the thing, the unknowing of the thing, the something of the unknowing, unknown thing. Four. Phase three exists simultaneously with phase four. The body. The body fails. The body is irresistible and it fails. The body is fragile. The body folds. The body stands. The body is responsive. The body is doing work. The body exists as part of a body of work. The body works. The body is working. The body can talk. The body touches. The body receives. The body speaks. The body hears. The body has knowledge. The body is swift. The body is subtle and secret and diligent. The body enjoys. The body can express. The body secretes. The body can touch and be touched, can affect and be affected. The body is whole. The body has parts. The body is separate, together and apart. The body contradicts. The body longs. The body rhymes. The body confirms. The body comforts. The body confronts. The body is tired. The body can rest. The body is teaching. The body is lust and dust and diamonds and thoughts and cliches. The body is solid. The body is soft. The body belongs to me. I belong to the body. The body is home. The body is foreign. The body is changing. The body is changing. The body is repeating. The body is repeating. Repeating is body the. Repeating is body the. Changing is body the. Changing is body the. Foreign is body the. Home is body the. Body the two belong, I, me too belongs, body the soft is body, the solid is body, the cliches and thoughts and diamonds and dust and lust is body, the teaching is body, the rest can body, the tired is body, the confronts body, the comforts body, the confirms body, the rhymes body, the longs body. The contradicts body, the apart and together separate is body, the parts has body, the whole is body, the affected be and affect can, touched be and touch can body, the secretes body, the express can body, the enjoys body, the diligent and secret and subtle body, the swift is body, the knowledge has body, the hears body, the speaks body, the receives body, the touches body, the talk can body, the working is body, the works body, the work of body, 
part of, part as exists body. The work doing is body, the responsive is body, the stands body, the folds body, the fragile is body, the fails it and irresistible is body, the fails body, the body the four phase with simultaneously exists three phase. Four. Five. Flat feet frustration. The Homo sapiens goddess is not manifesting as efficiently as originally hoped for, although she emerges more effeminately than expected. Consequences intentionally rearranged. Oxymoronic because toes and grey hair. Your accidental virtues? Sin and mindlessly keeping mental agility in tow because of the toes. The ultimate sacrifice for sarcastic manifestation. Six, seeking. Endless energy in the body, mental agility and emotional resilience. Residence within my skin. Endless skin, regal. Endlessly regal and rejuvenating rapidly. Seven. Observation for the purpose of procreation. This is the thing he has to do now. The rest can be forgotten. Sitting slightly away from the crowd, walking up a mountain. Eight. A wedge of language. The story that was being told was swift and solitary and expansive. It was reaching out over thousands of years, told within a few short seconds. The second time coming takes a little longer. Requires concentration composed in confined spaces, happening far across the room. Nine, the direction of your toes. A collection of bodies is distilling their minds in motion. Emotion, their compassion, fruit, nutrients, nurturing us, nesting carefully in shared experience. Ten, to etch language on the body and use it to forget firmly in her bones. She is lying in a selection of words and images, her body pulsating. Invisibly she is gyrating, an erotic sensation added to simple provocation to move and allow others to be moved. Her elbow is within this world, her ankle is gentle and made of glass sitting gently in the language and the grass. She is curly-eyed, her vision reaching out into infinity. She has lonely knees and lost soft nails working their way across the itches of the air. Her insides are wet, a form of internal lubrication that seeps out to her skin. 
her outer is surprising. The lenses of those who observe her worship her. Her lids flicker nervously. She does not feel their eyes upon her flesh. Her mind is situated firmly in her bones. Eleven. The act of listening. The music can be felt in your bones. It churns and tethers you to your own sensations. Reluctantly or not, your senses respond. They cause a small step in an inevitable evolution, a gentle push towards progress. This is an evolution that is quietly revolutionary. Timely timelessness executed at exactly the right moment through listening. No, simpler than that. Through letting sounds enter. To dance is simple and huge. Twelve. About the work. Sitting on the rock, listening to the gentle echo, eco-carbon rock constructed by humans. Humans who spend their time guiding huge imaginary machines over high cliff edges. High arched footprint left behind, memory of my mother. Grand gesture longing, anticipation suppression. All of the most profound things or a coupon for croutons, or both, soft and gooey. Humans with firm centres refrain from yelling. The afternoon sun spills through the high windows. Thirteen. The movement. Salmon jump. Semen gesture. Saturated in something like saliva. Sweat. Searching for something solitary or a sense of solidarity. A urethra, a fetus, a sense of jazz. Joinery, the space between two bones. A connection made from nothing. Joint hips, joints matter, brain flesh soft like butter. A palate, cartilage. Fingernails still connected, soon to be cut and discarded, disregarded. Little specks of dirt beneath. Between these fingers are other fingers. A voice. A voice. A voice. A part of the body. Parental parentheses. And disintegrating. Aging and the gaining of wrinkled flesh. Fourteen. A lion's heart. What does that mean? Fifteen. An attempt. Height, hermitage, gratitude and lust. A dusty snowflake falling upwards, a directional pull similar to an erection towards the roof, the ceiling. Seeing the invisible entity controlling time and lust and supermarket prices, 
directing the upward movement, reverse momentum. Imagined solar comprehension happening in the afternoon. These things are familiar. They're my fingers. This is my blade of grass. And that's the end. Thank you so much for listening to Motion Poetry, to dancing with me. Uh, if you'd like to find out more about my work, you can visit houseofsand.org and have a little browse around at all the amazing things that me and my sibling Charlie have made together. Um, enjoy your day. Thanks again. <laughs>